You're listening to The Green Thumbs Up, brought to you by Miniquip Hire, WA's leading machinery hire company, supporting the Landscape Industries Association, WA. G'day landscapers, welcome to another episode of Green Thumbs Up, a podcast brought to you by Miniquip Hire, West Australia's premier earth-moving equipment hire company. Joining me today is Ben Sims. G'day Benno. How you going Matt? Travelling well? Yeah, good thanks. And also in the studio, we're delighted to have our members, Gavin and Sue from Sawsolver. G'day guys. Hello. Afternoon. Have you had a good, good day? First up. Excellent, I have, yes. Got, yeah, new business coming in, which makes it always a good day. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, oh, well, we compressed or broken. I've got the going again today, <laughs> so I'm happy about that. It's well, the, the last time I saw you guys, we were down at the Royal Show. How did that go? Yeah, that was good. Uh, we've got an arrangement with the Royal Show where we bring our company along, but the reason we're there is actually to bring clay along for the kids to play. Well, before we get into Soul Solver, the history, how it all began... First of all, we must congratulate you on winning, of course, Ben, Awards of Excellence, Source Over, Product of the Year, Correct. guys. Well done. Well done, guys. Tell us a bit about that. You know, that was a bit of work, I know, behind the scenes. And you were up against, I think, five businesses in the end who were vying for that award. It's great acknowledgement of your efforts. So tell us a bit about that. Pro- what did you put in at the time? Well, Sue did. Come on, Sue. Let's have Sue. Well, it's just and being new to the being new to the company. Yep. I'd only been, I think, in the company for less than a year, although I'd known about it for quite some time. But fresh eyes, I think, yep. comes in and you actually you, know, you see the trees and and not just the forest. Uh, so it's it's a, it's about you know communication, education. And the proof is in the pudding, or whether of mud pie, maybe I should say. <laughs> so we just—I just had a look at what we were doing, and of course, we just expanded in, interstate. So we were taking an excellent, unique WA product and and delivering it to the eastern seaboard uh, that has a, a lot of sand, and um, you know, just putting our hands up and saying, "Hey, we're over here, and we got some good stuff." Worked. It's worked really well. well. It was a great award to win, and I know. You know, across industry, a lot of landscapes. Ben, I know yourself, you use yeah, that product. I've used it for many, many years. And a very good product. And you can see the difference very, very quickly in our sandy soils that, that adding that soil amendment into yeah. it, it just and makes a big change. That, that permanent kind of moisture retention and you don't get that hydrophobic soil as soon as we have our first heat spell. Well, look, first of all, Gav, before we get really into soil soil, tell us a bit about your farmer, aren't you? Yeah, that's right. South, uh, southwest? Yeah, east of Katanning, basically. Katanning and east were both sides of my... My parents both come Katanning, Noongup region, have oh. been there for 125 years now. Yeah, and I've followed along as my both my brothers. I'm the only one that's not farming anymore, but, and but I've always been interested in soil science, and that started 50 years ago. Yeah, you know, looking around when I was overseas, I looked at stuff, and I suppose that's how it all started, one little step at a time. Why soil solver? That was just a name you. Explains what it does, I guess. Solves the soil problems, and, and Sue's witness to that. She's done a helped me do deliveries over the last few years, and wow, you get to see some pretty neat sites. Just unbelievable when you put in what's missing, which is the clay, the silt, and the minerals to the right levels and the right balance. It's just outstanding. No wetting agent needed again once you do it correctly. 
that's where we've ended up. But yeah, it was a, like it was a road to get there and a few turns, which the best clay possibly in Australia on a farm, one of the farms I've got, which is probably the wor- one of the worst farms in the district. Is this clay three times better than the next best I've ever tested? And I've got that in other parts of my property as well. And that's pretty universal. That's that's 20%. The stuff I've got is 60%, which is like I haven't got a test anywhere in Australia anywhere near or anything better than 20%, let alone 60 So it's just exceptional. And then knowing how to turn it into a product because as it is, it is not suitable for gardens at all. It would set like concrete. Mm. So you've got to remineralise it and correct it, cure it for a few couple of years and then it's uh, excellent for gardens. They always say, you know, adding clay into the soil, you know, it, it obviously holds better water, but it does more than that. So there's chemistry going on, isn't there? Oh, and big, that's the real stuff. Big time, yes. The kaolin clay will stick to a sand particle and a humus particle. But the point is it disperses within the sand and the longer it's there, the more it disperses. So it's right through the profile, which is exactly what you want in your soil because and then all these little particles which are stuck to a sand particles, and you're talking of a basketball in the middle of the Optus Stadium, that's the clay particle and the stadium is the sand particle, and this is sticking to the sand particle while it's holding on the humus, holding humus in the soil. So hence the humus doesn't leach, the nutrients don't leach, and so your fertiliser use, everything goes down. Yeah, and and the water, even the water use for an ornamental garden goes down how it's meant to be, but Perth never scored in that regard. Environmental benefits as well, Gavin? Oh, absolutely. Well, I, the problem, one of the things that happens is it just retains all the minerals in the soil, including phosphate. And I've got that in my garden. I can see the phosphate levels building because it's not leaching. Yep. And the humus is still there. I've got an area of my veggie garden, which I never grew for two years, left it bare, put the sprinklers on, it wets up, dig it up, it's black. You know, nothing changes because the Kaolin clay is holding that humus in the soil and it's there forever. Environmentally, there are, there are many benefits. So you've not only got the, the water situation, we're actually saving a precious resource that everyone's trying to figure out how to do that. And I don't have the, the figures with me, but I mean, imagine how many gardens watering twice a week, etc. And if you can halve that or even the third that, the amount of water that that we're going to save. But also is the fact that all those nutrients and some of the not-so-good things that people put on their gardens, that uh, they run off and they run into the rivers and out to the ocean. So, you know, it's on all sorts of levels there. And with less stressed plants, you don't need a lot of the insecticide and those things because the pests, they might take a little bite out of it, but they're, you know, you've got healthier plants, more foliage, and, yeah, they... um. They're not going to just attack in plague proportions as much. No, they don't. And, and um, we've uh, uh, recently come across a brilliant um, blog by uh, Dr Thomas Dykstra. And he's a very famous ent- entomologist. And he actually, while Gavin has been saying, you know, healthy, healthy plants don't get eaten, insects won't eat healthy plants. He actually explains why that is so. That's so true. So... You know, they just can't digest it, so they might sit on the plant, but they're not going to attack it like, like the other aphids you know, next door. Yeah, and a healthier plant can probably create defence chemicals better and those sort of things. 
Yeah. Look, one of the questions I want to pose to you, you know, as members of the Landscape Association, do you feel landscapers are educated in using products like yours or do you still think they go down the saw yard, look at a landscape mix, throw it in? And let's be honest, that goes through the sand very, very quickly. So it's pretty gut, gutless as we know. Well, are we educated? Uh, is it because cutting corners, let's be honest, they don't want to spend the well, money on putting a product in? One of the things is people think, oh, I'll go and buy some good soil. Any testing I've done, and I've seen plenty of the results of this good soil, it's a couple of years later, it's sand. In fact, come to my place, I'm on acreage, I get that sand carted to my place as fill <laughs> now. And I mean, as, year, as short as 12 months, because there's no clay in it. It just ceases to perform, which is with the clay, which where nature has done it right. And so I'm just... You've got the sand, which is 85% of the solution. It's 100% of your problem, but 85% of the solution. The other 15% pale and clay, silt and minerals. Mm. But you've got to get some particular balances there uh, to get it right, some ratios between some of the minerals in certain levels. And yes, as you say, and I've seen it, I've tapped my brassicas and it just cloud of insects fly off it. But there's very little damage to the plant because while they're there, they're not eating it because the plant is healthy. And noticed that in a few places. One of the classic one was did a job up at Lancelin, just putting minerals out of citrus and some other fruit trees. The new growth has zero sooty mould on it. And the sooty mould on the old growth has thinned out dramatically. And that was, it was quite, wow. From, yeah. a, from a cultural point of view, is this one application uh, or you need to reapply over a number of years? Does the clay break down and then you need to re-add at some point? The clay will stay there in the soil. It's not going to leach out. It will be there for hundreds of thousands of years, as it has done in nature. You know, I've got clayish, loamy soils on my farm. We call it clay, but when I tested it, it's actually loam. and it's Not even loam, because loam is 15% clay content, and this clay, so-called clay we call, is actually only 10%. That's because of the mineral imbalance making it set hard. But just the minerals that come with soil solver, we build up. It's like the dipstick in your car. We want to keep it between those two lines. But at the moment, we've just got a little bit in the bottom of minerals and clay. So we've got to fill it up. That's a big quantity. Once you've got it full, anything you apply, a little bit of humus or mulch or anything, will keep that mineral level forever in the right spot. It's not a problem. It's just the problem is getting it up there. And often, the cheapest way to get it there is... The existing sand, have the clay and minerals to it, job done. Because if you have to pay to Bobcat to take it away, pay a disposal fee, bring it back in, have it spread, that cost can exceed the cost of just putting clay on. And so it's actually... And then, no wetting agent, half the water use and plants don't die. Mm. Just as a side benefit. You know, I remember seeing you down at the Perth Garden Festival. It was great to see 40-odd thousand people down there. Do you think the public are getting better, better educated into this sort of methodology of invest in the soil? I always said if you buy a dollar on a plant, you spend 10, 10 bucks in the hole. I mean, you know, did, are you feeling that when you go out there? Because I know you go on the road, you've been to Albany, oh. you get out there to some of the shows. People accepting that theory that we need to invest. Yeah, they are. It's getting easier to get the idea across that if we do this your long-term costs of having your garden because you're only using half the water and no wetting agent and fertilizer use the long-term result is your costs five to seven years you've got all your money back and you've still got a nice looking garden the thing is that people have been gardening for 
a long time and they have the same results <laughs> year after year after year. And when they come and see us at the shows, like the home show, we were just inundated um, yeah. the last time the home show was here. And we'd be talking and we'd be going blah, 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 blah. And they go, they're nodding. They're nodding all the time. They've come to see us to hear, hear what they have learned through their own experience. Uh, and they're going, yeah, it's the soil, isn't it? It's the soil. And we're sort of going, hallelujah. You know, the, it's, it's finally the message is filtered through. And that's the benefit is, is fantastic for, on all sorts of levels. So, yeah, they, um, they've got it. They know. They just have other messages at them 24-7 through heavy advertising, etc. And, oh, that must be right because, you know, I hear it all the time. But the fact is that they know from their own experience that it's the soil and that's what they need. So COVID was a huge boom time for you then in terms of people going out and gardening. Did that then see your product moving a lot more? Yes, we, we had a nice increase with that, which is... Uh and we've maintained that increase into the future, which is good. I think the uh, increase has, has been maintained because whilst they did a lot of gardening, a lot of them who hadn't had the experience bought maybe used products that maybe weren't as successful. Yeah. So mm. then, then we got the phone calls going, well, this I put ABC in there like I've been told to, but I must be a really bad gardener. And we're going, no, 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 mm. don't worry. There's no such thing as a bad gardener, as bad soil. Here, do this, that'll fix it up. And it does. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've had many stories like that, uh, particularly with product Compost Plus. Got some pictures, we actually did a trial in Clay and Adelaide. And it's like if you're giving the untreated unit of one, the treated is 10. That's the difference. Wow. It really is. It's just, we'll show you it afterwards. But, uh, it's evening clay. Yeah, and that's because we're just giving the clay the minerals, and, and this is clay soil in Adelaide. Even though we sell, there's a lot of sand in Adelaide as well, and we're selling the product over there. This product does really well in the clay as well as the sand as a fertilizer replacement. It's 100% natural, so low sulfur, and just wow. You know, we're getting selling more and more of it, and people are coming back because they see the result. Um, one of the things we're working on behind the scenes at Liala is is to get government recognition and to license the industry, which is going to take us a real push, a real push. You probably would smile. If hearing me tell you that, because that would then mean that gardens have to, or landscapes have to be built with products like yours to obviously improve the quality of those gardens growing. Is that something you think the industry is really lacking at the moment? Some form of level of recognition? For just for people getting the right information, that would be absolutely tremendous because. There's a lot of information out there which they're told, all oh, this does the same as, but it doesn't because if you soil test it or lab test it, there ain't anything there to do the same as. Mm. So, yes. And it's about getting 5% clay content, getting the calcium-magnesium ratio right, a big dose of manganese because our sands are just so deficient in manganese it's almost non-existent. And manganese is a major trace element not a minor trace element so it takes a fair bundle of it which means that the median price of that it actually it's it's adding to the cost of everything but the end result is some of the pictures i've seen and taken just the plants are perfect and well i know at the garden festival you see everyone taking bags out so uh it's 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 become a household name i think almost hasn't it soul solver yeah, but I think also getting back to 
to what you were saying about the industry because this is people spend a lot of money you know on their gardens not enough when you compare it what they what they spend on their tiles mm-hmm. you know they'll spend two hundred dollars for a square meter of tile and then they they balk at, at spending <laughs> 20 bucks a, me- a meter in their garden yep. you know the foundation of the garden is just as important as your as your tiled floor now, I think a lot of the younger landscapers open to what they consider to be new things. They've yeah. been trained maybe by the older uh, landscapers who are used to doing things a certain way and that and maybe just haven't been quite as as ready to take on something new again, you know, against what they've been told. So, I think also to have if it's a self-regulated possibly, if that's the way you're going to go, I think it's really handy because people have spent a lot of money on gardens and not gotten what they paid for. And yeah, you know, I, I, yeah, it's always the problem that the, the, the homeowner can't see what's below ground. And they don't, and they and they understand no, more now. I think they do, but yeah. but they sometimes they still don't quite get it. Yeah. So I, I think it's a good idea, don't you? So what else is in the pipeline for you guys? I mean, you've obviously had a great last couple of years. Sue's come on board. Um, you got anything else in the pipeline? You're still going to be down at the Perth Garden Festival uh, Royal Show. That's obviously been quite a fixture in your calendar of things to do. And and, and are there other things you get out to the Royal? Sh- you get out to the different shows, agricultural shows. Yeah, we we're getting around. We went to Esperance Show and we had a good response there. Uh, that was excellent. We actually went to Albany Show twice. So a lot of it is actually for this next year to continue with interstate yeah well that's um that's becoming more and more mm. and they're learning that over there that's the benefits of it i was going to say look guys first of all thank you for spending some time with us today telling us about soil solver as i said it's become a little bit of a household name which is great it's a west australian company which makes it even better but I just also want to thank you on behalf of the association for your support, sponsorship support. You've been with us, I think, for the last three or four years, certainly in my time. Maybe even be a little bit longer. So thank you for that support. We couldn't, do, we couldn't run the association without your support. I hope, hopefully you can see how we're trying to grow it. And becoming government recognised is all part of that. So having organisations like yours behind the scenes supporting us is actually helping us go forward. So thank you uh, for that. Uh, look, our, I'm looking forward to you meeting the members in February. We will have our trade night down at City Farms. I hope you're going to be around because we of had course. great fun last time. Bigger than better, I always say. You know what I'm like. We're well, a renter crowd. We'll always <laughs> come up. <laughs> um, so it's been an absolute delight to have you both with us today and sharing your story. Yeah, yeah. thanks a lot, guys. Yes, no, no, it's all good mutual benefit. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to The Green Thumbs Up, brought to you by the Landscape Industries Association, WA, sponsored by Miniquip Hire.